Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. We have a guest today, a brother, a colleague, um, somebody that I went to high school with and had extremely great times with, Clayton Pelham Jr. Clayton is a Washington, D.C. and Prince George's County native who was accepted in the Visual and Performing Arts program at Suitland High School, where he studied theater and acting. While attending high school, Clayton was introduced to the Studio Theater Conservatory located in the Arts District of Northwest Washington, D.C. The Studio Theater played a major role in his development as an artist. He continued to study there even while attending UDC. Later, Clayton went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in Los Angeles, where he will receive a Bachelor's in Fine Art and a degree in acting. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you for coming by. I want to thank you for joining us today, um, taking some time out of your schedule to uh, just have a conversation. Um, Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you're from? Uh, First, I'd like to say I am honored to be here on this, uh, on, on, your podcast um and and i'm grateful for the opportunity to kind of share my story thank you um, so thank you for having me man um my name is clayton mark pelham jr mm-hmm. i am from uh prince george's county maryland uh by way of 15 place southeast anacostia dc mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> i spent most of my years in Prince George's County between Suitland, Forestville, Maryland, uh, uh, District Heights, Maryland. Um, but within that kind of like lower uh, Prince George's County area, closer to the DC side of things. Mm-hmm. And since I was about 10 years old, I have been earlier than that. Uh, I have been performing uh, on stages. Uh, originally, um, I, I started doing like you know church plays and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, as a performer. <clears throat> as a young man, um, I discovered a love for music. Mm. Um, I discovered a love for writing, for lyricism, for uh, just making dope work. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I started writing when I was about eight years old, um, doing hip hop and, and everything like that. And when I got to middle school, um, I started, you know, you, you go through your kind of like groups that you are part of as a young hip hopper. You're like, yeah. oh, this is my group over here. My first original group that I was ever a part of um, uh, was the Shady Boys. The Shady Boys? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's true, true. And uh and I was and I was super duper uh 
enthused about it as a young man. I that I went out and I bought bought shirts that said mm. Shady Boys on the front of it, and my name at the time was Big C because everybody, everybody out during that time was a little Bow Wow, was a little Romeo, and it's funny because it's, it's like it's it's continue that tradition is continuing on, and I was like, no, I'm Big C. <laughs> As I so as and then but as I got older, as I got older, um, I you know went to middle school, um, still doing music. Um, and then I met my English teacher, who was actually a eighth a theater graduate from North Carolina uh, Central University in uh, North Carolina. Though she was a an English teacher, she actually taught theater as well. She actually, theater was, was her passion. And mm. so um, she would write her own plays and everything like that uh, uh, for, for the school. And I was blessed enough to be in her classroom where she actually sought me out, sought um, for whatever reason was gravitated towards me. Um, shout out to Bridget Artis, um, my godmother and teacher. Um, and was like, yo, I want you to be in my classroom. And so um, being in her classroom, she just just opened up my world to, to another form of creative arts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, which was doing theater, doing live theater. Um, and I kind of caught the bug from there. And she was like, I think you really like Suitland High School. Uh, uh, visual, uh, Center for Visual and Performing Arts, and so I, I went there, I, I, and was introduced to the craft of acting even more so, and then from there, uh, graduated, and wanted to immediately pursue acting. Um, I didn't want to go to college. I told mm. my mom, I was like, "Ma, I'm gonna just pursue my pursue acting." She was like, "Nah, go to school." I was like, damn. So I went to school begrudgingly. And but I, I I'm grateful for it. Um the fact that you know I had had a college experience. Um I went to several schools. I went to University of the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um then I, I, though I loved the HBCU experience, I didn't feel like I was being challenged in the way that I wanted to be challenged as far as um as far as acting was concerned at, at that school. And so simultaneously while going to college, I was paying out of pocket to attend classes at the Studio Theater Acting Conservatory in DC, wow. uh, which, yeah, uh, which is no longer the Studio Theater Acting Conservatory. It's now the Studio Acting Conservatory because they've separated from Studio Theater. And then um, I left there um, after about two years and uh, moved to Georgia to try to pursue a career in acting. I just went too soon. I think I went, I left and went to Georgia about in Atlanta about 2010. Mm. And it was just, it was, music was popping at that time, you know, the Atlanta scene, but Mm. it just wasn't, it wasn't what it is now. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, it it was still developing to be like, like the kind of like a film central, centered area as well, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I just kind of, I kind of left too soon, but I'm glad that I went because it, now I know I have another avenue to go and, and pursue acting and pursue music in, in, 
um, found there. Then I went to LA. Um, I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. I, while I was in Georgia, I applied for AMDA and got accepted. Stayed there for about a year. Couldn't um, continue paying um, because of loans and stuff like that. And ended up coming back home in 2012, back to back to Maryland. And but I was like, all right, I'm gonna get it. I'm just gonna grind. And I started taking, well, even before I went back to taking classes, I, I started looking for auditions. I started finding auditions in the area. Um, uh, my first show back was uh, A Raisin in the Sun, filmed with the, um, uh, with uh, B. Steadwell, who was at the time a Howard University grad film student. Okay. And, um, I've worked on, and then I worked on that. And then from there, I, I started doing like some uh, smaller community theater productions. Um, Greenbelt Arts Center kind of, you know, gave me my start uh, into the acting world. And then also I went back to Studio Theater Acting Conservatory to finish off my curriculum, to finish off my training and everything like that. And I finished it uh, about 2005 and I was like man I, I'm just going to take a because it was around May when I graduated from the program and I was going to take that summer and just like I'm going to just take the summer and just relax because I've been going and the spirit was like no mm. keep looking keep going and I found an audition um, that led me to the Anacostia Art Center and um, for a production called Solomon and Marion. It was like uh, Anacostia and Anacostia, no, excuse me, Anacostia Playhouse. Um, uh, hot, hot, what's that? Hot Dog Days of Summer Play Festival. Mm. And uh, got into my first, well, I mean, it's not, it wasn't my first professional gig, but it was my first gig outside of after, finished my after finishing my training. And then I, uh, and then the ball just, started rolling from there, man, like shows and work started coming in. I started getting bigger gigs. Um, a year later, after graduating, I was receiving Helen Hayes nominations and Helen Hayes awards for my production of Words Become Flesh back at that same theater, Anacostia Playhouse, uh, but through Theater Alliance uh, company that runs the theater company out of uh, Anacostia Playhouse. And we, uh, and then doors began to open uh, from there, um, and I've been and I've been going. Of course, I've had my ups. I've had plenty of downs mm. uh, emotionally, career uh, related, uh, um, uh, uh, just I've been through the roller coaster um, throughout this five year span. Um, from 25, really kind of getting, uh, just really starting off as a professional artist to now being 30, having matured, can now look back at those things retrospectively and be like, damn, I, I, I kind of went through a, I went through a good amount of, of what I, I feel like a lot of artists go through, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. um, and you know, something Nipsey Hussle said, I'm sorry, you want to say something? No, I was about to say, um, I believe that it builds character and Word. makes us stronger as 
artists, especially when it comes to acting, where you have to, um, your skin has to become thicker than the average citizen, you know, especially when you hear a lot of no's on auditions. Yeah. And um, is <clears throat> I think it's, it's a great tool to learn from failure in a sense, oh, you know, and mm-hmm. it helps us to not make those same mistakes and progress as humans, basically. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you don't make those same mistakes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Find yourself being like, let me just try it one more time. You know, <laughs> like, nah, dog. Uh, yeah, man, no, definitely. It has, you know, I have throughout this five-year uh, journey, there's been a lot of transformations happening in my life. Mm. Um and I think as a result of me, one, maturing, going through Saturn's return, uh, <laughs> I, you know, um, for myself, there, and, and through that transitional phase was going through a lot of, um, uh, self-doubt, a lot of battling with knowing that I have so much to offer, Mm. but there are these, but you're dealing with, but like you said, the acting world, you know, it it is a, 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 an industry where your skin has to be a lot thicker because I, you know, you, you're dealing with energies, you're dealing with Mm. people, you're dealing with ego. Yeah. (laughs) You're dealing with, uh, people who want to take advantage of you, who think that you should just be, you know, we know that you love the craft, so you're going to just give yourself for for a little amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you should be willing to just give up yourself just freely because don't you love the craft? And it's like, no, motherfucker, I love the craft, <laughs> but you got to pay me too, Slim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nipsey Hussle said it. He was like, you know, I, <clears throat> he was like, you know, I, I he was like, in on his, I think it was a victory lap. He was like, I had gone through every emotion that every artist has ever gone through. Mm. I just decided to keep going on. And that was such a kind of like, it was so humbling to hear that because it, it made me feel like, yo, I am not alone. Like mm. there, you know what I mean? Like we, we are all, we all have our ups and downs. And if you have, if you had all ups, you know, I that's great on you, man. But I am thankful for the downs. I'm thankful for the for all the experiences that I've had thus far, man. Um, I feel like, um, you know, uh, I was so filled with anxiety a lot, mm. and um, being around, you know, theater can be very white based. You yeah. know, what I'm saying like it's a lot of white folks that you know that invest that come and see shows and then they come to see black shows and stuff like that. And you're like, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very white dominated. And sometimes I didn't always feel like I had space to be myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's not just, just, you know, white folks, but just other stuff as well. Um, but learning how to be like, yo, I'm okay with me. Um, I'm a great person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 
Um, and, and I'm just discovering it. I'm just discovering it. I'm all over the place because I'm still learning a lot of new things about myself that I appreciate and um, want to continue on that journey of finding self of, of a more spiritual connection because it all, it all ties into, into um, back into your craft. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, man, that's what my journey has been thus far. So what, what is it like growing up, you know, in DC and Maryland? Um, there's a certain stigma from the areas that we, we, we live in, you know, um, there's a certain, I don't know how I'm trying to say it, mind state of a lot of black males and, and black women in that mm -hmm. area that doesn't really revolve around the arts but if it does it's just like hip-hop so how mm -hmm. do you how do you how did you i guess separate yourself from that stigma of the dmv mentality and stay in the theater mind state if that makes sense no i hear i hear what you're saying uh i realized it was something i was good at mm. it was something i was good at and not only that, I knew I was great naturally as a writer. Mm. And now here's like this new art form that I can express myself through that will separate, you know, not and not and not to separate from the community or to yeah. separate, but that will help also help me to stand out in another way. You know what I'm saying? And um and not just for vanity's sake and everything like that, but just it. I felt as if I was, I was, I was just being introduced to a, a whole nother world. And I it just, I was excited that I was learning something new and that it was a craft. Mm. And, um, and I think, and, and acting gave me a purpose for mm. a lot of things. It gave me something to harness a lot of energy, a lot of my energy into, um, and, and to focus on, um, and uh, and what I wish I had done, you know, years years ago when I first started, was introduce my homies to the acting that I was doing a lot more. I wish I had mm. introduced them because it's, it's. I think you know, as I've learned in the acting world, that in the theater world particularly, is that there are not a, there are not a, a lot of black folks you know, mm. that are hip to what's going on and our stories are being told all the time. Mm. And, um, and I, you know, I would try to promote, like ultimately, like whenever I'm on stage, I'm doing it for us. I'm mm. doing it for my people. I want to tell my, our people's story. But when you look out in the audiences, it's just be filled with a lot of white faces. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, you know, and I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love that they show and all that other stuff. But it's like, they, they it's, it's there's the story is for us mm -hmm. the change you know what i'm saying and, and there's change in the art you know what i'm saying there's change in the, in the craft of acting you know what i mean like i remember going to go see plays like professional plays when i was like 18 really uh, uh, like first first time seeing real professional plays and being like yo this is being brought to tears and it was like didn't you know it wasn't <laughs> 
at the when at a time I, I didn't know it was okay as a young man to even express emotion in that way. Mm. You know, and mm. it was so freeing. You know what I mean? And I think, yes, hip hop is a beautiful art form. Um, and my goal has always to be has always been to try to merge the two together, mm. hip hop and acting. You know what I'm saying? And then only to find out that this is where the industry is going towards anyways. This is where the industry is evolving to. You know what I'm saying? Like you have Hamilton, but way before that, mm. you've had, what's that? You've had poets like Will Power, who've created plays. Mark Bamuthi Joseph, who wrote um, uh, Words Become Flesh, which helped jumpstart the career of, what's my man name who was on, um, who was in Hamilton? The light skinned dude with the curly hair, uh, I know who you're talking about. The V Diggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The V Diggs. Yes, jump started his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just like, just there are plenty of poet, playwright, hip hoppers who mm. have been doing this for a long time. Paige Hernandez, a director of mine who I was recently in a show with, um, has been doing her show. Uh, uh, what's that? Um, uh, man, I am blinking on the name of her company but um page and page in full you know mm. what i'm saying and and she's been rocking and rolling as a hip hopper as a as an actress and so these worlds can unite you know what i'm saying um we just have to we have to be intro we have to be introduced to it mm. um we have to be educated on it uh on on the importance of the arts outside of what's readily available outside of oh, what's on TV or what's in the films or what's on the radio or what's available right now. Like mm. there's, there's, we have to, as a people, and the thing about it is that in Prince George's County, us being the wealthiest Africans, quote unquote, African-American county mm. in America, we have, I think, we don't know how, how blessed we are and what we actually have um available to us and i think sometimes you know you go somewhere and you like you visit new york and you're like oh times square is amazing in comparison to someone who's like been walking past it all their lives you're like oh yeah yeah, yeah whatever you know what i'm saying and i think that's the same kind of mindset here it's not that our people um wouldn't be interested it's just that they've they've had access to it but didn't know it you know what i'm saying and, or Man, it's a, it's a, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. I see, I'm seeing a shift now happening in Prince George's County, where the arts is now even is is broadening even more, um, and so folks don't have to feel like they have to. I think that's what it was too. Was that folks felt like they had to go had to go to D.C. in order to get some arts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like now, I think now it's blossoming more in the in the county and. Uh, and I am aiming to be a part of that, that growth, um, however it manifests. And I want to want to put my put my uh, foot into it too. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it was interesting, man. I wish I. But to answer your question, I wish I had brought my homies on to it on to act a lot more. I didn't necessarily think that they would be interested. But um, but you know. You, can't judge that, you know what I'm saying? So now I want everybody to know about acting, you know what I'm saying? All the arts, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, and um, if we 
understand the history of hip hop, MC is master of ceremony. And mm -hmm. I believe that mm -hmm. it's essentially the same thing because you memorize rhymes, you memorize uh, monologues or, or dialogues or scripts, and you have to be able to move the crowd with that type of emotion <laughs> behind it, you know? So it's essentially the same <laughs> thing. Um, it's, it's, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Hand in hand. So um, when did you first perform? Do you remember the name of the play or where it was? My very first performance ever? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> it might have been a Christmas play uh, at my church, uh, New Birth Christian Church, um, growing up. Um, I, I, I think I played a Three Wise Man or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I killed the third that tree shit. on the left. You know what I'm saying? The third tree on the left. You know, I was the tree for real. You Please fall in and everything. Uh, but um, yeah, so I think I think my earliest um, exposure to performing was in it was in the church. Um, I guess a little bit more later on uh, in school. Uh, not so much elementary school as much as middle school where I was introduced to actually putting on a performance for an audience mm -hmm. is where I was first introduced to, to like theater for real, for real. Now for Suitland, uh, you know, both of us are Suitland and alumni and, yeah. um, are there any like founding principles or foundations that you carried from a theater from Suitland into your acting today? I, well, I can't, I don't know if I can, some founding, some like some like principles that I stand by. Would be, I'm going to say that we were blessed to have a very passionate teacher, hmm. Isis Clay. Absolutely. As I, known at the time as, well, her name is, she, she likes to be known as Isis, so I won't say her name, but yeah. Isis Clay um, was really, and she, she drilled us, you know what I'm saying? And like, she, she really put, she really like, wanted, she wanted to make sure that we got it, that mm -hmm. we understood it, that we enjoyed it, that we, that we respected the craft, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And you can, and it wasn't just like, oh, this is just like, you know, we're gonna do some plays. I'm gonna do some monologues. And no, she went. How do you break down a scene? How do you? How do you? Uh, what is it that you're trying to say? What is it that you're trying to, trying to convey through saying this line? Breaking, you know, really giving us some like, some kind of like some college, knowledge mm -hmm. on acting in high school. You know what I'm saying? And she was, and she didn't, and she was tough on us. One because we were still in high school. Yeah. yeah, don't get it twisted. Suitland <laughs> High School was was rough. She you had to be. She had to be tough. <laughs> so she had to be tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because she was dealing with some 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 you know some kids from PG County. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like don't get it wrong. We the wealthiest African American county in, in the world, but that don't mean that it ain't hood around here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean that shit don't get popping. You know what I'm saying? That we mm. we go through some stuff out here as well. You know what I'm saying? Um. And and she understood that about us, um, and she wanted to make sure that we took 
um, and that we really learned this craft, man. And she, um, and and I think I learned to respect the craft from her even more so because um, she didn't ex she didn't she expected nothing but she she expected the best from us, mm. and when you didn't bring that to the table, she knew it and. She knew that you knew that she knew it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, and I think that's something that has kind of stayed with me as an artist. It's like, yo, respect the craft. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so that's one of my principles. And and since ever since high school, man, it's just been my aim to understand this thing. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like I'm gonna be. I'm always gonna be trying to figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. trying to understand it. But now I'm more at peace with it knowing that I, I may never, I guess, quote unquote, crack the code, but I'm going to continue to discover and, and, and continue to um, chip away at learning the craft from all aspects um, as much as possible. Like now it's ingrained in me to just kind of, you know, to, to, to dig, mm. to truly dig and not accept less of myself. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, what are some of the challenges of bringing a script to life? <sighs> some of the challenges for me for a long time was uh, though I learned, we were, we were learning how to bring life to the words, bring life to the words, add emotion to the words and, and be emotionally available. For me, I needed a structure. Mm. I was like, how do I, how, how do I consistently stick with this night after night? Not that I want it to be robotically remembered. Um, and, you know, by ropes, and, you know, just kind of like, just saying words, you know, just kind of just spouting words out. Like, mm. I, but I, I, I think my biggest challenge and something I want to work with other people on and, um, and train other people on uh, is literally taking the time to sit down and, and say, okay, beat, what is, what is this beat? What is it that I, what is, what do I want in this moment? What do I want in this moment? Um, it's always knowing that, that we as humans, we want something. Mm -hmm. We always, we're, we're always going after something. Every word, every breath, every line has an intention. Because mm -hmm. when we speak, we may not necessarily know exactly what our intentions are. Instinctually, we may know what they are. You know what I'm saying? We may not necessarily know how to put a word to it, like to seduce. You know what I mean? But like as an artist, we as an actor, particularly it's our job to analyze that mm. and to understand the human condition to uh, 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 enough to be to, to un and honestly to be able to say okay well in this moment I feel like I am trying I want to seduce or I want to kick or I want to embarrass or I want to motivate you mean whatever that is it's like it's like you know it's I think a lot of people think, oh, you just memorize lines and then you just go out there and you go and you just, and you just, you know, just kind of spit, mm. you know what I mean? And, 
and it is like that in in in, in some ways. Like so, everybody has their own method. But I feel like understanding understanding that acting isn't just because act, acting isn't just oh anybody can do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I believe anyone can learn how to do it. But I don't think anybody can just, I'm just going to get on stage and I'm just going to do it. I think we so often look at TV and we hear, we hear people um, uh, just kind of treat acting as if it's like, oh, you know, yeah, why don't you just, yeah, I can, I can do that myself. Because you've seen people who do it so well, it looks easy. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like acting is like one of the only crafts where someone will come up to you and be like, you know what you should do with your career? And it's mm-hmm. like, dog, you ain't never took a training class. You ain't never graduated from acting, but you can tell me about my career. It's like, you don't go up to a musician. You don't go up to a trumpet player and be like, you know what? What you could do next time is take your fingers and they go like this. It's like, because he knows the craft. You see the instrument. The interesting thing about us is that we, as humans, are the instrument. As actors, we are the instrument. Mm. Um, and fine-tuning our, and we become better artists, become better instruments, the more we know about ourselves. Um, mm. That was also a challenge. Learning to know more about myself, the good, bad, and the ugly that, mm. at times, I was not able to face. So I think that's that's one of the hugest challenges for a lot of actors is facing yourself in order to be a true reflection of life and of humanity. So it seems like you take a, a very analytical approach to your acting, but what are some of the methods you use to bring a certain character to life? Is it... Um, Let's say if you have a, a a guy who's an alcoholic in a script, do you live out that, <clears throat> I guess, that lifestyle or do you put yourself into that lifestyle to, to connect yourself with that character more or what's your method behind it? Word, word. Uh, it's, you know what, the method is the method. <laughs> Um, and I think we get this general idea of what we think the method is like that, what you referring to as far as like, in order to harness this role, I have to go out and do exactly what this person has done. Mm. And they at a, at a time that was a strong consideration as a strong, um, idea, um, by Lee Strasberg mm. back in like the early 19, 19, 1930s or something like that. Um, whenever the method came from Russia, from Stanislavski over here to New York and, and uh, the People's Group, and I think that was the name of the, the, the acting company, the People's Group or something like that. Um, yeah, Lee Strasberg was a method at one time and, and taught that um, I personally uh, enjoyed Utahagen's method. Mm. Uta Hagen, Uta Hagen was, was, had, was like, she was that shit for me, man. Cause she was, it was like, no, like in order for me to understand, um, you know, like say, say an alcohol doesn't necessarily mean I need to go out and get drunk and get wasted in order to feel that because mm. I'm at that point, I'm, I, 
how how will I be able to really collect data from that mm-hmm. if I'm actually if I'm inebriated? You know what I'm saying? Or or I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to function as much as I as as much as I would like to in order to collect data off of that. So, but what Utahagan taught, and 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 not just Utahagan, but just like just like a, a bunch of methods I pull from all all sorts of areas, so, uh, all different places. Um, um, I first of all I start with myself mm. um, because it's not about losing yourself. We hear that a lot. Oh, I want to lose myself in a character. It gets really people like to sensationalize this idea of forgetting who I am. I was this total, total different person. It's like, no, when I'm on stage, I'm Clayton Pelham Jr. There's that, that person is still a part of me. Mm-hmm. However, this is an element of me that I am accenting to bring this character to life mm-hmm. because we are all things. We are, we, we, we are infinite. Us mm-hmm. as human beings are, we are infinite beings. We, as, as much as we um, just, I mean, we, we, can be, we can be giving as well as selfish. Mm-hmm. We, can be, um, we can be loving in the same way that we could be hateful. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think once, uh, once we understand all the element, all the sides of ourselves and we're honest enough with ourselves to say, okay, I have the ability. Uh, I, I'm not much different than, than this drunkard. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like maybe there's some things that I attach myself to uh, in, a, in a way of escaping mm-hmm. um, the realities of my own life. I may do it through food instead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I may, uh, I may do it through, through pornography. I may mm-hmm. do it through some kind of vice. We all, we, we all have had experiences with battling with our vices. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it doesn't, I don't need to necessarily go and do this exact thing in order for me to understand it. But there is some, there's some validity in being like, okay, um, I did a show, The Brother Size, um, written by Terrell Alvin McCraney, and the characters were based in Louisiana. And I took a trip to New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? I took a trip to New Orleans just to get a sense of the vibration of the city, the uh, the the atmosphere. Um, I went to like deep um, Louisiana um, to to like one of the parishes. I think it was John Baptist Parish or something like that. I went to Whitney Plantation, and uh, not that all of these things are inside the brother size, but just that mm-hmm. I wanted to feel the land. I wanted to feel. I wanted to hear the way the people spoke. I wanted to be in, be in the midst of that world so I can be able to translate that onto stage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that would probably be part of my method. You know what I'm saying? Like traveling to the places where the show is actually uh, placed. And if I can't travel, then try to find some resemblance of that home. You know what I'm saying? Here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, starting with myself. Is all is is something that um, I try to do with every character. You know, what I'm saying I try to start with me. How do I see myself with this person, um, with this with this character? How am I like this character? You know, what I'm saying. Um, 
and it becomes a lot easier from there. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a definitely a, a very interesting point. Um, just speaking of New Orleans, my lady and I went to New Orleans, I think a year ago, and um, the energy down there was infectious in a way, you know? Yeah. And it seems like whenever we as people travel to different places, we kind of uh, adapt to those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the energy of that place, I guess we absorb it and it becomes us in a sense. So I can understand uh, why you said that. Yeah. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you learn to, you learn. Um, oh, well, I can get used to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think it, 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 as far as acting um, is concerned, we're on stage. Mm in front of an audience or we don't know what it's going to be now and with this COVID, but, um, and literally you're just on a stage that has been created to look like a place, but you have to be able to transport yourself Mm. and find the reality, um, in your imagination to create the environment of this place. You know what I'm saying? That's a huge element of acting is, is environment. What is this? Where, where are you? Mm. Um, and how does this environment affect who you are? You know what I mean? Like, um, they're t- of course, you know, you'd be on stage, you know, it'd be cold as hell in there because they'd be blasting AC. Mm. Um, and you gotta be, you know, you gotta be on the beach. How yeah. do you do that? Use your imagination. You got to understand the environment. You got to understand what that environment feels like to you, the sand under your feet. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I, I tend to be a, a detail-oriented person, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that's one of the things that I I really enjoy about acting, writing, um, is the ability to dive into the nuances of something, you know what I'm saying? And um, and and discover all those those little nooks nooks and crannies that makes that makes the bigger picture of the puzzle. You know what I'm saying, so to speak. Is it hard to, I guess, in a sense, to shake off a character once the production is over, or do you still have those, I guess, personality traits that you created within that character? For some people, it is. Mm. I'm going to say that I have something that grounds me mm. in who I am. And I think as an actor, it would behoove you to do so as well. Sort of like Inception, the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio and, mm. and all of them, they had totems. Mm something that whenever they came back out of inception, they would use their totem to be like, okay, I'm back in reality. You know what I'm saying? I'm back, I'm back here in my skin. I am me. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that's hip hop. Mm. I remember I was doing uh, native son um, and I was playing bigger Thomas. 
Um, and if anyone, it, anyone who knows that move knows that, excuse me, knows that play or knows that, uh, that book by itself, that's a heavy, heavy story about a young, young man, uh, in 19, uh, what was it? Was it the 1920s? 1920, 1930s? I can't remember the time period, but 1930s, Chicago, red-lined south side Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And and this character and this person, this human being, bigger time is, is, you know, he ends up killing a white woman, um, chopping off her head, throwing her body in a furnace, Uh, and we did all of that on stage, running from police. Uh, it, 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 it was triggering in a lot of, lot of ways, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I remember, I guess one of my coping mechanisms was coming home and I freestyle. I'd write, I'd freestyle for hours mm. and I'd go to sleep. And maybe, and, and at the time, I probably didn't even realize that that was my coping mechanism to get through that, but that's definitely something I was doing. I was like, all right, well, let me get back to, let me get back to clay. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Real quick. And, and shake that off. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, there are actors who go through that. So, I mean, I, I, I may have experienced it and I, and I, of, of like, feeling like I can't shake a character off. I, I'm, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I just. I, I. I don't necessarily remember it as as that though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always had something to kind of come back to and be like, all right, well, I can. I can go back to to being myself for a little while. You know what I'm saying? For mm. a couple of hours. So um, yeah, man. I say. I say for those artists who do experience that to. You know, it's and it's in general, it's good for actors to have something, uh, something else outside of acting that um, that gives them some kind of balance or some kind of grounds or some some kind of foundation to, you know, to to be themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because the mm. acting world is, you know, it's it's full of spirits. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and our spirits are being tugged every which way because we are accessing certain spirits in order to access our characters more and that mm. makes sense that's that's heavy man that's heavy um how many plays have you done so far uh man i've done about professionally i've done about altogether i've done about maybe maybe 20 plays so That's far. not bad. Not bad at all, man. <laughs> it's not bad. No. <laughs> um, nice. Are you creatively satisfied or do you yearn for more or bigger roles? I've been blessed to receive main, uh, like, leading character roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and leading man roles and stuff like that. And even roles where I don't play the lead, I'm absolutely satisfied because I don't, it's not a, it's not an ego trip for me. Mm. It's not about, I'm the lead character of this play. I'm, oh, it's about me. No, it's because every part of the production is important. You know what mm. I mean? I think we get this, the theater world is 
outside of Broadway. I don't know much about Broadway, but I know Broadway is very is very commercial um, based, and so they reach out to you know more often to movie stars in order to sell their seats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in the world, in the acting world, it's theater world. It's 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 when I talk to actors, um, you know. Yeah, you know, there may be some actors who be like, man, I wish I had this role or this and the third, but like, I feel like, I feel like in the theater world, we just, we're, we're a little bit more grounded because we understand that every, by every bit and piece, everybody has, has a unique role, no matter how big or how small it is. You know what I'm saying? It's Even like if, a machine. It is. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a well-oiled machine. We're all on stage to, to kind of, to try to create the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This moving story, this moving picture that's not the original moving picture outside of film. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we have to, we have to think, we have to, it's a collaborative effort. You know what I'm saying? And who, who knows? What's that? Sidney Portier. I remember watching an interview and he was like, my very first role I, I did, I, I was so nervous. All I had to do was walk across the stage and say a line and, and then go on about, you know, the rest of the show. And it was, you know, very small role. He was nervous to death. He ran out there, he did his line and thought he pretty much failed at his acting career. Mm. And then got an honorable mention from a critic in the newspaper for this one small little role. That's how, so it, it's not about how big the, the role is or how small it is. What you do with it, it mm. is, is what makes it grand or makes it small. There are no small actors. There are no small roles. I mean, there are no small roles. There's only small actors or small-minded mm. actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, think big, man, and you can, <laughs> you can make a huge impression. You know what I'm saying? So, Do you have a, a philosophy towards acting? Mm-hmm. Actually, it came from Utah, and it's one of my favorite um, quotes, and I, it ties into my philosophy. Um, theoretically, the actor ought to be more sound in mind and body mm. than other people, since he learns to understand the psychological problems of human beings when putting his own problem when putting his own passions, his own rages, his own loves and fears to work in the service of the characters he plays. Mm. He will learn to face himself, to hide nothing from himself, and to do so takes an insatiable curiosity about the human condition. Mm. Um, I'm always curious about the human condition. And, And particularly, I'm interested in understanding um, the black experience, mm. you know what I'm saying, in America, because there's so much to uncover. And we have yet to even scratch the surface really as to how we have been affected by the traumas of slavery, of Jim Crow, of redlining, of housing, uh, misconduct and treatment of of um, lack of resources and educational and as as far as uh, education is concerned mm-hmm. we have 
yet to scratch the surface because it's continuing because it's still it's still happening um and all of it has played into 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 the psyche of of black people and because we've been strong and resilient as a people a lot of us can't even tell you why we do some of the stuff that we do mm. why we act the way we you know what i'm saying why we act the way we do you know what i'm saying and, and or act out in the way that we act out because we, we're trying to survive and so i want to understand us a lot more because um because i want to bring i want to be able to be a reflection of of us on stage so we can so someone can when they see me they say damn i know exactly what he's feeling i know exactly what, what what's going on or what or i i felt that in my own life and mm-hmm. and, can, and and hopefully in doing so can bring some healing you know what i mean um so yeah i'm, I'm curious about the human condition and, and, and i'm human i'm curious about um the black experience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think a lot of the reason why America is in the state that it's in is because we lost that childlike curiosity, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The world has gotten a yeah. lot smaller with social media and the internet. Yeah. And it seemed like we, we've witnessed and experienced everything when really we haven't. <laughs> We have not, yes. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree, you know. And even in talking to my niece, she's 13 now. So she's about to be 13 very soon. And sometimes when I'm talking to her, she's like, you know, it's like so much of social media and so much information is being information, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's true or it's not. It's just information is being tossed. So you feel mm-hmm. like, you know, someone who's absorbing that, she's like, I know all this. I know this uncle, and I'm like, yo, please remain curious. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay to not know. It's okay to not know and to say that you don't know. I mm-hmm. think, and, and I think even for me growing up, I used to hate when people act like I was supposed to know something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, coming into something new, to, why don't you know about this? Like, because I haven't had that life experience yet. And I feel mm. like, um, you know, um, everybody wants to, everybody wants to be hip to something. They want to be hip. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, oh, did you see this post? Did you see this thing? Did you, you know, we, you know, a lot of people want, want to seem hip or want to seem like, you know, oh, I, I, I know what's going on. And really it's a lot of it is just, is just assumption based mm-hmm. and, and no real true, like understanding. We know a lot of things, but we don't, I don't think we truly understand mm. a lot of what's going on. We know it's happening. We don't know, but we don't understand how it's truly affecting us or how it's truly affecting the world around us. Or even why. Or why it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I say remain curious, because as you remain curious, you uh, are unsatisfied with the surface answer. Mm. You know what I mean? And keep digging, man. Keep digging and keep searching and doing your own research so you can understand and know. Where do you see your career in uh, five years? Oh, dog, I'm trying to make a three-month plan. (laughs) 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 Five years? 
Yeah. yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I um, I see my career, man. I'm. Thank you for asking that, because um, that's been a huge for the last couple of years. Just working on my five years plan, and then trying to downsize it just so I can make some actionable choices and actionable, uh, some you know, make some uh, 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 efforts. In a short time span, I think we think so. I think it's beautiful to think, try to think like five years in advance and everything like that. But mm-hmm. there's also value to being like, all right, well, in the next three months, I'm going to be here. Um, I know that in the next, so I feel, but to answer your question, mm-hmm. I feel like in the next five years, I will have my record label nice. going. Uh, it will, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I think I'll be working more on the East Coast between mm-hmm. New York, Atlanta. Um, I love film. I appreciate it, but I love theater more. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'll continue to do um theater all across the all across the nation all across the world um i i, I see myself being being the king of dc in the acting world <laughs> i like that man i like that um. but give it real you know what i mean because because you know actors sometimes they play themselves small you know what i'm saying mm. they play themselves like Thank you. I I, I am. Thank you for your 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 compliments. And oh, maybe I am good. I don't know. And it's like it's kind of expected for us to be like overly modest. And it's like I know I'm great. And this is my city. And I'm going to I'm going to run my city Mm -hmm. in the next five years because that's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know. Maybe that was grandiose. Maybe that was ego. But it's it, it all starts in the mind first. Yeah. Everything we see around us starts in the mind. Once you manifest it in your your mind, yeah, it's easier to put it in the physical, you know, yeah. physical atmosphere or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, like I, once you know, I, I've always I wanted I always wanted to kill it in my city before I left. I want mm. them to be like, damn, he burnt the stage up before mm. he left and went to Atlanta and before he left or went to New York and then started doing film. So yeah, five years from now, I'm going to be killing the game. And then I'm going to make my, then make my debut into uh, one of the bigger film networks. I, I, that's just how I've always envisioned it. Like this, that's just what the process is going to be like for me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but then more so more than just, just um, that, but absolutely more involved with the community i'm talking about building mentorship programs i want to before i leave my home have something for artists um or to have contributed something to prince george's county to dc Mm. uh in the arts community that they can hold on to i don't know what that is yet and may you know there's a there's a creative suitland center being built now in suitland for that 
giving um, access to arts to uh, people who originally may not have been able to get, you know, have access to certain arts. And so I want to contribute in that way. I want to, um, I want to. It's funny you said that my uh, my lady was the project coordinator for that uh, program, Creative Suitland program. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so dope. A lot of the things that they're doing now, she helped build and, and implement that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanna, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to I just want to leave something behind for all of my folks, man. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring a lot of people on. I want to introduce. You know, um, it's crazy because it's like I got people who are up and coming actors who are looking at, I, I didn't realize how long I had been in the game because mm-hmm. I got up and coming actors being like, you know, coming to me for, for mentorship. And I was like, what? Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like they want, they, they want to ask me about like, well, how do I, how do I move in a game? And it's on third. And I'm, I'm like, I'm still trying to figure it out. But like, I, but now I see that I have a, I have a duty, you know what I mean? Um, to, to reach back and 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 bring other artists uh, bring other artists on you know what i'm saying and, and and to to introduce them to the game to to hit them you know mm-hmm. what i mean um and so i want to leave the legacy behind man i want to leave a you know i want to leave a legacy behind and yeah, re- representation matters man i'm pretty yeah. sure there's like a million clayton's that came mm. from the same circumstances that look just like us all over the the the, the United States. Yeah. And just to have people like you to look up to, or you know, um, j- just just to understand your circumstance will help them pursue their uh, dreams as well. Yeah, I think I think I think one thing that probably keeps black folks from from truly understanding the acting world is that there's this i think there's this feeling that you have to assimilate mm. into the european into standard <laughs> yes like you gotta assimilate like right. and that, that has been one of the biggest like that's been one of the challenges it's like yo i'm I, yo dog yes i'm from here you know what i'm mm. saying I, I i do this for my people you feel me mm. but i have come across some I've come across some racist motherfuckers. Yeah. I've come across some Uncle Tom motherfuckers who don't mm. fuck with me just because I don't even know if I can be even curse. Can I curse on you? Do you do your thing, bro? My bad. But like, I've come across <laughs> <laughs> I've come across some people and I've learned that it's, you know, it's they're afraid of what I represent. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I love my city. I love where I'm from. I love how I talk. I love my I love I love my dialect. Mm. I love my accent. I, I love I love mumble sauce, chicken wings, and French fries. I Preach. love all Preach. of that shit. You feel me? <laughs> and and I think I think some of I think a lot of uh, what the tears black folks from from truly understanding the craft of acting is that they feel like because it's white dominated, you um, that you have to give up a part of yourself to be a part of this world. And, I, mm. and when you're in it sometimes, sometimes it feels like that from an artist's perspective who has experienced this. I felt that too. You like mm. some, sometimes they want you to be kind of like, you know, a little dancing monkey and they think that they can just give you some money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That, or a you know, that number you, two. 
Thug number two, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, nah, dog. Like, I'm so much more than that. And mm-hmm. and my man Odyssey said in the song one time, he was like, you know, I speak that proper shit to let you know that I can that I can play the game too. But mm-hmm. understand, I'm I'm from the streets for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from here for real, man. And I and I, I don't want to ever lose that part of myself trying to chase after quote unquote fame or success in that way. I think success is learning how to be myself, bring something to the stage, transform, and then being able to be myself, you mm. know what I'm saying, come back to, to me, you know what I'm saying, and showing that, yeah, black folks, we can do acting too, and we ain't gotta, we ain't, we ain't gotta be whitewashed, you know what I'm mm. saying, like, you ain't gotta be, gotta go by the European standards, like, nah, like, and this, that's what Atlanta is showing us. Atlanta mm. is showing us that, yo, there's room for us to, to be ourselves, and there's room for us to own our own shit. Thank you, Tyler Perry. I know we we hated on Tyler. I hate on Tyler Perry for a long time, but now when it, in the in the state of this of America, where yeah. entrepreneurship for Black folks is so important, yeah. Big shout out, big mm-hmm. love, because it's like, dog, yeah, we can do it. You know what I'm saying? We need something for our own. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, that's that's just that's how I feel. You feel me? Mm. We got just. Two more questions for you. Um, what's the last thing you do before you step out on stage and the curtain goes up? Exactly what I just did. <laughs> uh, I, I take a time for self, man. I take mm. a time for me. Um, I check in with my cast members. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I try to check in with them. Um, everybody has their own little like preparation, everything like that. Some people want to be a part of the group and come together. Some people don't. I personally like to, and I think it changes per per show and it per mm-hmm. cast. You know what I'm saying? Because like everybody has their own energies. But when I was doing the brother size, me and my brothers, we would we would speak affirmations mm-hmm. to the universe. We would we would speak our ancestors, like yo, who we doing it for tonight? Who we doing it for tonight? Who we mm. doing it for tonight? Ashe, amen, and so it is. Um, so for me, it's going through affirmations. Um, I will say this is a part of that is a part of it, and then also just taking taking a couple of minutes for me to breathe, be silent, and be present with myself. You know what I'm saying? Like not thinking about the acting, not thinking about what's going to happen on stage, but just checking in with myself and before I step out on that stage, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, am I okay? I am okay in this moment. I am fine. I am mm. here. I am ready. Um, and I, I will have a great show. You know what I'm saying? Just speaking those things and, and, you know, I think it will continue to grow what it is that I do. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, there's there, there there's a process to it. I haven't quite like, all right, I, some people are like really strategic. Like I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta fold a napkin three times and it's like, no, just, you know, I just need time to self. So for the most part. Just breathe. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so. um, it's, you're extremely, uh, complex individual but can you define yourself in three words love kuchichagulia 
which means self-determination and brave. Mm. So among many that's heavy, man. Um, I just want to thank you again for speaking with me and uh, gracing us with your presence. I'm incredibly proud of your progress and the person you're you're growing to be in this this crazy crazy world. And um, I'm glad to call you a a friend, a person that I know, you know. And, and I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. <sighs> Absolutely. Same here from, from me to you. I'm so very proud of all that you're doing, all that you have been doing. I am so honored to have been a part of your podcast. I know it's going to blow. Uh, and I'm just glad I got a, got a chance to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So it. thank you so much for this opportunity, man. Nope. And uh, much love to you and your family. Thank you for tuning in into today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. A man who works with his hands is a laborer. A man who works with his hands and his brain is a craftsman. But a man who works with his hands and his brain and his heart is an artist. Luis Nizer. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, like, share, and comment. Peace.